what's going on? Real niggas know what it is. If you don't, it's whatever, man. Welcome to the latest episode. I'm just born podcast, first episode of the new year. I'm gonna just let this rock out for a little bit. This might be my new theme song. I'm still a little sick. I've been sick the last two, three days. Part of my voice. But I gotta set the tone. How's everybody feeling? Huh? I'm feeling a little, I'm feeling a little sick, but I, I feel a little better. You know, I'll probably just feel about tomorrow. First episode of the new year. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Hope everybody is having a a joyous New Year so far. I'm a little late to the party wishing everybody a Happy New Year, but I've been sick the last um, few days, so I didn't really want to do the podcast while I was sick. But, you know, I'm feeling a little better, probably on the last leg of this, um, you know, flu-like symptoms. But, you know, if Jordan could pull through... You know, I could pull through. I could pull through as well, you know. Shout out to Jordan. Um, Shout out to my Haitians once again. Um, Happy Independence Day. I didn't have too much soup jumu this year, but, you know, I made sure I had a little... I made sure I had a little cup. You know, I had to make sure I partook in that. So, you know, um, it's a a pleasure to to speak to the people again, where there's just five people listening. Whether it's 30 people listening, whether it's 100 people listening, hopefully we could uh, get to the million mark. But again, man, welcome to the welcome to the latest episode. Um, 
I'm gonna keep it brief. I'm just gonna just gonna touch upon a few things, man. Um what I noticed this year with New Year's, it was you know, it wasn't it wasn't the same excitement. I don't know if it was because of the weather, but I know like for me, like, you know, it was just like another it was just another day for me, like you know, it was just real calm. It was brick, though. It was super cold. Nobody was trying to go out this New Year's Eve, it seemed like. So, it was, you know, I looked at even people's New Year's Eve parties. You no, know, they looked, it was looking kind of dead. None of the parties was look. none of the parties was looking lit this year. Like, I seen y'all little, um, y'all little stories, and it's just like, it was like the same thing. It was like looking wild, empty. And them clubs, man. Um, I didn't see too much of the New Year, New Me shit. You know, the little... I've seen a couple dumb memes, but, you know... You know, but hopefully we all do uh, make some changes that are much needed. But uh, overall, this year, it wasn't the same feeling, I feel like, of what we always have. I think it, I think it, the weather definitely has something to do with it. Nobody was really trying to step out. If you were doing something, it was like real, just calm, you know, close friends that you that you usually with. It wasn't anything too crazy. Nobody was really trying to spend wild bread this year, which is a it's a good thing, man. That could be part of a New Year's resolution if you're trying to save a little bit more money, you know, trying to make smarter decisions. So either way, that's that's a good thing. So. But them parties was looking wild dead. I'm not even gonna front. Them parties looking wild dead. Um, me, I just chilled home, man. You know me, got a nice little haircut just to do nothing. But it just wasn't. It just wasn't there this year. I feel like. But nonetheless, happy New Year, man. Happy New Year. I hope 2018. Hope 2018 has a lot of great stuff in store for me as well for you man i just hope i just hope it's a great year you know hope god provides me with the with the proper energy that i need to to continue to prosper you know to do you know bigger and better things man you know shout out to god man but god's been killing us with this God's been killing us with this cold though, man. It's like it's like God is trying to show us like, oh y'all niggas think I don't got I don't got a lot of winter in me? Like, let me show y'all niggas, man. I got mad winter in me. God hit us with like mad snowstorms. It's been like below 35 degrees. You know, I see like this weekend we got a 50 we got a 50 degree day coming up though. Like, you know, I I'm I'm not sure if God used up all this winter. But I don't know. God used a lot of his winter. I'm like, oh, damn. I'm like, damn, it's only January, my G. Like, slow down. Slow down a little bit. It's still January. Like, we still got we still got February. We still got March. Like, all right, man, we, we get it. We get it, God. Like, you know, like, slow it down, man. Like, you trying you try to show us all what you got. Like, you know, slow it down. Like, like we, we get it, man. Like, we really get it. It's cold. Like, it's really cold out here, man. Like, God got to chill, man. Like, for real, you really got to chill. Nah, but it's it's been it's been really cold. But the last couple of days, it's been kind of warm. So I think God's letting us, he's letting us off a little easy. So 
So that's what's up, man. Uh, me personally, I don't have too many New Year's uh, resolutions. You know, usually uh, staying in shape is one for me. But uh, I've been pretty consistent with the gym uh, the last couple years. Cause just because I know my eating habits are so horrible. So I know I got to be in the gym like every day. I'm trying to do like extra cardio. I haven't really checked if I lost any weight, but um, I know I'm not gaining any weight. So that's the that's definitely a plus for me, man. But, you know, definitely some new faces when I step in the gym, man. Like, I caught some dude. I caught some dude trying to... It's the most awkward thing when you catch somebody trying to take a selfie at the gym. It's like, come on, man. Just just go on the treadmill. Do your thing on the elliptical. Like, don't stop to take no pics. I don't want to see no... I don't want to catch nobody in the act taking a selfie in the gym. You're looking crazy right now. Dude had, like, the his water bottle all positioned next to him. He tried to get the right angle. And me, I'm on the... um. What's that machine called? I'm on the little, the little power elliptical. Not the, not the elliptical, but it's like an updated version of the elliptical. I don't know what the machine's called, but I was on that, and I caught homie, like you know, he was like in in front of the gym, like kind of like in front of me, and I go to Planet Fitness, so the one I go to is a little small, so like I could like see everything from like every angle. So I'm looking at this guy, and he's just like taking a selfie. I'm like, yo, what are you? Like, what are you doing right now, man? You looking crazy. But he didn't stop there. Like, he really tried to get, like, the perfect angle. It was just weird. Like, at one point, he started to, like, sit down. Like, he popped a squat. Like, first he was standing up. And, like, he was, like, positioning his phone. And I was just, you know, I just didn't get it. It was just weird. And um, I was just looking at him intrigued. You know, I just didn't get it. I was like, whoa, you really trying to get this picture off. And I think, like, I think he took the water bottle and, like, uh, he put some of the water, like, on his shirt to, like, even, like, make it look like he was sweating a little bit. So, like, it's crazy. People really taking this New Year, New Me thing serious. They really want to show it off to everybody, you know, whether it's just to themselves or, or on the gram, you know. You know, doing it for the gram. And um, speaking of New Year, New Me, um... You know, when I was in the gym, you know, I usually, I usually don't uh, holla at chicks at the gym. Um, so if I see a bad chick at the gym, I kind of just let it go. You kind of have to take that L. Cause like, whenever you walk up to a chick at the gym, like either way, they're kind of like in a compromising position. You're just gonna look crazy if you walk up to a chick in the gym. It just doesn't make, it, it just doesn't make sense. You're not gonna look too. You're not gonna look too smooth, but you know this chick caught my caught my attention. You know I didn't go up to her, but like I was kind of eyeing her, and we made like eye contact a couple times, and um and uh, it was kind of like a connection, man. So like uh, as I was about to approach her, because we it seemed like we were both uh, done with our workout. You know I was about to approach her. I seen some I seen some six foot eight brolic brolic nigga just like you know grab her by the waist and just like it just started like walking I was just like oh shit I was like alright my bad like I just you know I had to make a U-turn real quick you know I just went to the locker room and put all my stuff and then like as I was in the locker room you know changing my sneakers putting like my regular sneakers on 
you know, I feel like I feel like an energy, like a presence, like right behind me, you know, and it, and it was the nigga that had his, this the chick that I was looking at, and it was just like right behind me, and I was just like, and I was just like sitting there, I was just like, what's going on? Like, did he see me like eyeing this bitch? Like, all that time? Like, are we gonna have to fight in this locker room? Like, what's going on? I mean, I don't know if I was gonna fight him, but, you know, Long story short, you know, the nigga kind of had me shook. The nigga kind of had me shook, you know, it was like, you know, it, was, it was good. Like, it was, I guess his locker was right next to my locker, so he was just waiting for me to leave. So, that's exactly what I did. I just, I just left, you know. Yeah, I didn't want to take too many, uh, I didn't want to take, uh, too many chances with homie man like uh he, he seemed kind of serious about his uh about his chick so you know i didn't want to get in the way of that you know that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have been a good look for me so you know i had to you know i had to step aside you know I had to step aside but you know i could tell i could tell shorty was she was kind of like you know she was kind of feeling me man like i don't know if she was like looking at the sweat kind of like you know trickling down my you know my forehead and my cheek while i was like you know working out while i was getting that cardio and you know like you know it was just i don't know man maybe like with the with the shape up and the sweat you know just like going you know ever so like nicely you know with my skin tone i don't know she was looking at me man she was looking right too, but you know, shout out to my barber because he had my lineup looking, looking crispy. You know, you know, up until now I gotta get a cut, but my shape up was definitely on point. You know, so she definitely had her eyes on me, man. Once again, shout out to my barber, man. Always doing his thing, having me looking right. You know, that reminds me of like uh, when I lived in uh, Pomona, and I would like go and get a haircut. Sometimes I would go to Havistraw to get a haircut, and you know I never understood why, you know the nigga, the niggas in Havistraw, like the, the Spanish niggas, he tried to, he tried to do my eyebrows once. I was like, I was like, yo, what are you doing? Like, I jumped up, and he was like, Papi, Papi, it's okay, it's okay, and I was like, I don't know, man. Like, you know, I don't really need the, my eyebrows don't need to be on fleek. My eyebrows don't need to be on fleek right now. Like, you need to chill, pop. Like, what you doing right now? So, you know, long story short, like, since he already started, I had to, you know, my eyebrows was on fleek, you know, that day. But that's why it's important to to get a barber that actually knows your style, man. You know, I was, like, in a rush that day. So I was just like, let me just go to... Let me just go to Havistraw. I was living kind of close in that North Rockland area at the time. But yeah, like, don't don't be doing my, my eyebrows, man. Like, that's not really a good look for me. I don't really need my eyebrows on fleek. I don't really need to be arguing with chicks about whose eyebrows look better. Because my eyebrows are already kind of, like, deep and rich. You know, I'm kind of hairy, so... You know, my eyebrows are already rich, so like if you shape it up, my joints is my joints is looking crazy. It's, it's looking a little too fleeky. You know, chicks out, chicks gonna be out here. You know, kind of, kind of jealous. You know, that's not really the, that's not really the look that I'm that I'm going for, man. I'm kind of going for more of a manly look. And you over here doing my eyebrows, it's it's, it's kind of crazy, man. But but you know, I guess I get it. 
you guys stay on point. But shout out to my barber because my barber got me looking right at all times. You know, you know, you know, niggas, niggas, shorties, you know, they be eyeing me. You know, they be eyeing me, you know, because when I come through, like, you know, they see the crispy fade. It's like the crispy fade, how like, you know, how and then how it just transitions into the beard, like you ever so smoothly, you know, that this can't help to look, man. You know, I'm like 5'8", 5'9", but, you know, with the beard and the fade, I got the presence of a of a 6'5", nigga, you know? You can't, you know, you know, when they see it, it's just, you know, it just, it is what it is, man. It just, it is what it is. They see the kid. They see the God. They see the God, man. They see how I'm, they see how I'm giving it up. They see how I'm giving it up with the 97 Escobar fade. With the with the with the clean beard, with the you know, they see how I'm doing it. They see how I'm doing it. It's clean. It's clean. It's like when I see my IG crush. When I see my IG crush in person, you know, I you know I walked up to her with the confidence, you know, cause cause you know she liked a couple of my pics and she be looking at my Instagram story. So we go together now. I told her, I was like, yo, you like like two of my pics. And you was looking at my Instagram story. And I know you see my haircut with the beard, with the fade. You like that pic. You made sure that you like that one. So I made sure I post another one and you liked it again. And then I did the little Instagram story joint where I did, you know, the little 360 where you show the fade with the part and you and you seen it. So we go together, ma. We yeah, so like I had to, I had to tell her I was like, yo, like we definitely go together, you know, you know. I was just like, yo, I know, like I know you peep the aura, I know you peep the aura, you know, you know how I'm putting it down, like you know how I'm putting it down, like you know, I'm not gonna front. She seemed a little confused though. I don't think she was going for it. Yeah, she wasn't going for it really, but um, yeah. Yeah, she wasn't really going for it, but uh, yeah, nonetheless, um, she, yeah, she's thinking about it though. She's definitely thinking about it though. Um, but uh, yeah, some a lot of things going on right now in the um, in the social media world for the New Year's. Um, some interesting things. H and M, H and M has found themselves in the in boiling water right now. Because of their um, insensitive um, promo ad for uh, a new hoodie that they have. The hoodie states coolest monkey in the jungle. And they have a little a little dark skin, uh, a little dark skin boy, black boy in the hoodie. And uh, they have him in a definitely insensitive. Um, they should be aware. They should uh, they need better marketing marketing people in some of these companies because it just seems like uh, they could be a little clueless of what is going on right now in the in the community, especially this time how you can, you know, have something like that, you can just let slip like, you gotta have people to like, look over these things it's like, did you really think it was it was cool to have a, you know a little black boy you know, calling him, calling him basically you calling him a monkey you know, dressing him in there and you got like the the white boy in it, and he's saying that he's like the 
forgot exactly what the little white kid's hoodie said, but something like he survived the jungle, some shit like that. It was crazy. Um, it's a little wild. Um, but what if the kid picked out? What if the what if they what if they sat the kids down? I'm not giving an excuse, but what if they sat the kids down and the kids chose uh, what they wanted to wear? Cause you know how like kids are. Like what, what if the little, what if the little black kid was like, I want I want the monkey I want the monkey hoodie. You know, you know how kids do. No excuse though, but that would be an interesting interesting story if that's how if that's how that came about. Definitely no excuse. You know, they definitely got to be a little smarter of how they do these things. A lot of people say that they're not messing with H&M anymore. I don't remember the last thing I bought from H&M. I don't think it was anything in, like, real significance, but H&M got some nice stuff. Um, these people that are saying that they're done with H&M, they're probably not. You know, we see this cycle happen a lot where... Where a company does something that's a little, that's a little crazy, and and then we write back on it. We write back to purchasing these items, you know, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a store, whether it's an artist that even said something crazy. Um, you know, a lot of times we can't put these things to the side. So, you know, it's just interesting to see where this is gonna go. A lot of people are dropping out. I've seen that The weekend dropped out from his uh, campaign that he had with H&M. I think I've seen uh, G-Eazy. I've seen a couple of people that work for H&M expressing their, um, this uh, displeasure with uh, H&M and how they're going about the situation. It's a little crazy, man. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to... I didn't really look at the statement that H&M gave, but... That's a little wild that they decided to do that in like 2018, man. Like you should, like you should be aware. It's it's like some of these companies at this point is kind of like doing it on purpose. You know, whether it creates some type of buzz for for their company. You know, have like, you know, they might like need the eyes on them. You know, maybe this is their way of making a splash into the new year. Like who knows? You know, like uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not in no rush to go back into H&M anyway. So yeah, just let me know if y'all jumping on that. We banning H&M train. I mean, I don't, I don't really got a problem with that. I'm kind of down with that, honestly. Yeah. So um, we just gotta stay tuned. You see what goes on uh, with uh, H&M and that uh, and that battle that they have right now um i'm sure people's feelings is not gonna last too long because that's that just what happens you know these days you know company does something and and then we write back on it right back on it the only thing i do hate with situations like this is like when people start reaching like there's like definitely been situations where because of this people are like reaching like i seen i seen uh i seen somebody uh talking about adidas because adidas uh has a soccer series their soccer their soccer shoes the soccer cleats and it's called the predator and they have uh i forget his name but he's in that adidas commercial where they're all sitting down and they're talking about creating but he's a black soccer player um 
and then he's promoting the cleat and it says predator and you know a couple of people are like why do they have a black man on this poster and it says predator and it's like it's, it's like now you're reaching now now these are the situations where like you know you know the whites and other people are looking at situations it's like wow do you have to overreact to everything but some things it's like we just gotta like not reach and it's just weird because i actually worked at models and i vividly remember selling a selling a cleat called the predator so it's just like you know i look at these stuff and it's kind of cringeworthy and it's just like stop reaching like you gotta you gotta relax like you gotta chill out like people really be reaching in certain situations man but we'll see how that situation goes man there's also been a lot of new music uh bruno mars dropped a finesse remix with cardi b i mean the song itself isn't really too new it's a it's a remix it was on uh his album that dropped at the end of 2016 and uh they uh put uh cardi b on the remix smart move definitely by the record label because they're both on atlantic records so that's definitely gonna help you know both artists definitely cardi b is gonna help her it's a nice tune definitely a nice tune definitely has that 90s you know kind of like new jack swing vibe you know which was uh put out in the forefront um from uh teddy riley you know the song is cool the song is dope my only thing with that's with uh what what bruno mars is doing you know that song and some of the songs that he has on his album since they are very you know you know reminiscent of that new jack swing era i just want him to give like a public you know shout out to you know some of the creators of that sound especially like teddy riley of like who made that sound popping like people really gotta know like where that's from like it was cool that you know he paid homage to in living color with the video that was very dope but like when he because i know he's gonna win he's probably gonna win a couple grammys you know this uh uh later on this month like when you win that grammy man just like yo shout out teddy riley man just like just do it just i need that i need to see you do that um and if he has done that already and i'm wrong f it i'm wrong but i I don't think i haven't seen him like really shout out teddy riley i could be wrong though but i want him to do it when he wins the grammy like that's what i need him to do man just like shout out shout out to teddy riley He's the one that did that. He's the one that made that sound, you know, popping in the 90s, you know. A lot of these listeners don't know that. So if you were to do that, that would be very, that would be very dope. That would be very dope just to, just to give, just to give uh, Teddy Riley, Guy, you know, all those artists, you know, a shout out. We know you're inspired by Michael Jackson. But even Michael Jackson, when he did that, when he was doing that sound, you know, the white people wasn't really messing with it. When he dropped that Dangerous album, you know, the, the white people wasn't really messing with it. They thought it was a little too black when Michael did it. You know, if you if you uh, do your research, they wasn't really feeling Mike when he dropped that Dangerous album. Now, when you look back at it, you know, because of, like, his videos, they're so iconic. Like, remember the time, but, you know... When he dropped that album, his record sales went down from his previous two.
Um, I noticed some more new music that came out. Uh, I'm drawing a blank right now. Pardon me, I'm still sick. Eminem's album is still trash. Um, Jeezy album got some joints. What else dropped? There's definitely some new music. I'm sorry, man. I'm still sick. I can't really think about it right now. But I seen that uh, Eminem dropped a chloroseptic remix with a uh, two chains and fresher. Where now he responds to a lot of his uh, he responds to a lot of his critics that were saying his album's trash. I'm one of them. The album's still trash. You're not gonna change my mind. You know, album is trash when they sing one of the standout tracks is a, a track featuring Ed Sheeran. Now I love Ed Sheeran. But should a standout track on a on a rap album be a track featuring Ed Sheeran? That doesn't really make too much sense, right? Yeah, that doesn't make too much sense. I don't think. Like, could you imagine Jay Z dropping or Nas dropping an album, or even like you know someone to the extent of Lil Wayne and the standout track is a track featuring Ed Sheeran? Like, does that make too much sense? Now on that remix, I, I guess he spazzed. I guess he went crazy. I guess it's a dope verse. Whatever. I'm kind of done with it with Eminem. I, I guess it was it was hard. Two Chainz's verse I like, but um, everybody seems to be talking about M's verse, and some people actually saying that he was uh that he was uh, getting at uh, Joe Budden. Um, now Joe Budden and Bazaar, Bazaar from D12 have, has been uh, going back and forth um, the last day or two about the um, Eminem verse and Bazaar is calling Joe Budden disloyal because uh, he was basically honest about about uh, not even Joe. I don't even think Joe Budden said anything about the whole album. He definitely was clear on how he felt about one of the songs um the song was untouchable and like most people he thought that song was trash so everybody i guess over at shady is up in arms about uh joe budden's opinion on that which is like crazy man like we're all men like uh you shouldn't really shouldn't really be that sensitive to the fact and it's like it's not even like M really put Joe Budden on where like he can't really have an opinion on on his music you know this is somebody who uh, who started doing business with Eminem like well into well into his career already you know through Slaughterhouse but I guess I could kind of understand why he would be a little like damn you don't need to say that on you know in front of millions viewing it because uh, Joe Budden said that on Everyday Struggle. And of course, uh, that show had hundreds, thousands of views. So, um, so yeah, I guess I could see it. But it shouldn't really be to, to the point where, like, Bazaar, you know, should be, uh, should be going crazy. I think 50 Cent chimed in as well. Um, um, but, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. I don't think anything... You know, serious is gonna is gonna happen with that. But uh, it's a little crazy, man. I wasn't really too big on Eminem's album either. So I think that's like the general consensus across the board with most people. So I'm 
I'm a little confused of why people would think that he's uh he's just signaling out, you know, Joe with that verse. Also, uh Lupe has a lot of people uh has a, has a lot of people, you know, questioning because uh he recently said that he doesn't feel that Kendrick is a top-tier lyricist based on his criteria dealing with like punchlines, double entendres. He does feel like Kendrick is a great storyteller. <coughs> he does feel like Kendrick, pardon me, is a great storyteller, but he doesn't feel that he is a top-tier lyricist. Definitely an interesting conversation, definitely a conversation I want to continue to have later on. As for now, I'm just going to touch upon it quickly. I kind of understand what uh what Lupe is saying about Kendrick not being a, a top tier lyricist if he's just basing on that criteria dealing with like you know punchlines. Um, Kendrick is not really the the artist that's that's gonna give you like the the flipping syllables and you know like honestly I never really had to like rewind a Kendrick verse and be like Yo, let, me ca- let me catch what he just said. Like, like if you're comparing, like if Lupe's like a top tier lyricist and you're dealing with rappers that are like, you know, rapping similar to Lupe, because Lupe is going to say some shit that you got to like rewind and be like, yo, what, what was that? Like, what, what did he mean by that? Like, Lupe got mad songs. I got to go to Rap Genius to like find the meaning for him. Of like, oh, what does he mean when he said that? When he, when he, when he did this? When he, when he flipped it like that? Kendrick is not gonna give you that. Kendrick is gonna give you more of a, you know, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna tell you a story. You know, Kendrick is a great artist. He's gonna, you know, for the next few years, he's probably gonna provide us with the best albums. You know, just because he is a gifted, you know, storyteller. You know, he knows how to stay in pocket. Has great flows. And he's definitely, if he's not top tier, a top tier lyricist, he's probably second tier. Because he definitely doesn't quite do what a, what a black thought is going to do. Or what, a, or what a Lupe would do. You know, even like uh, in the short, you know, short discography that he has. Like, probably not even what a J Electronica could do. You know, lyrically. So, I kind of get his point. But it's kind of weird because the way Lupe is kind of, you know, is kind of generating, you know, how he, how he uh, gets the top tier lyricists is kind of like, it's kind of putting like Cassidy above Kendrick. And obviously Cassidy's not a better rapper than Kendrick, you know. Um, but I see Lupe's point. Uh, Kendrick's verses don't quite give you the, the rewind factor. That's kind of how I look at it. Pardon, like, I never really had to, like, go back to it. Kendrick's verses never, they're kind of, like, straight to the point. You know, he's very dope, very gifted, though. So, nonetheless, this is definitely a conversation I want to I wanna continue to have, man. If you ever want to, like, you know, join me, have a convo with me, you know, feel free, man. You know, I have a con- convo with you on, uh, on my podcast. We could definitely have an inter- uh, interesting talk. That's something I definitely want to go deeper into. I also want to, something I want to talk about down the line is, um, so I had a post that I posted on my Instagram page 
it was from the 96 source issue. It was it was written and it was a uh, reasonable doubt. They both came out in 1996. Now, of course, you know, it was written is Nas's second album. His uh, first album came out in 1994. Of course, the critically acclaimed, which many people deem as the greatest rap album of all time, Illmatic, is his first album um, that came out in 94. And uh, It Was Rain came out in 96, which is his uh, sophomore album. Also in 96 was Jay-Z's debut album, The Critically Acclaimed, which many people hail as one of the greatest rap albums as well reasonable doubt now obviously my in my opinion my favorite album which i think is the best album is it was written which will automatically make it better than reasonable doubt in my opinion but that's not the conversation i want to have the conversation i want to have is what is jay-z's best album i'm personally not a big reasonable doubt fan I never was. Um, I always thought it was kind of boring, personally. My favorite Jay-Z album is The Blueprint. So, my next show, the next show I want to have, I I definitely want to have a discussion of what is the better Jay-Z album. I want to settle it once and for all. We got to settle it. Like, what is the best Jay album? Is it Reasonable Doubt or is it Blueprint? I'm talking about the first Blueprint, the one that came out in 2001. The one that came out on September 11th, the same day as the as the Towers. Like, what is the best Hove album, Reasonable Doubt or Blueprint? I kind of already have in mind of the... Um, other people I do want to have that conversation with, um, but we just gotta we just gotta put that together, man. We gotta get that discussion going, man. I want to settle that, you know, for real. Like my favorite my favorite whole album is the Blueprint. I think that's for me. I think it's clearly his best album. I think that's his best work. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't. I'm not shitting on Reasonable Doubt. Um, just me personally, I, I never was really that into it. Obviously, it has some joints that are like very great, and that's you know that's hailed as his, as his best album. But like, come on, man, take over. You know, H to the Izzo, never change, heart of the city. Like, come on, like it's just like. Like, come on, you really don't think that's his... Like, how could you not think that's his best album? Like, you know, it, it kind of... But, you know, there's people... You know, I think as the years go on, I think Blueprint is going to slide up to that number one spot, man. Jay-Z has such a has such a discography, though. Um, but, um, again, some people have Volume 2 as his best album, which makes sense, too. That's kind of like his thriller. But, matter of fact, we could throw Volume 2 in the mix, too. Like, what is Jay's best album? Is it Reasonable Doubt, Volume 2, or Blueprint? Reasonable Doubt, Volume 2, or Blueprint? Um, you know, I, I want to know what everybody thinks, man. And down the line, I, would, I definitely want to have an episode where we just go deep and we discuss that. So, I want to have an episode where we discuss, is Kendrick, a top, is Kendrick really a top-tier lyricist? And then we got to do... What is Hove's best album? Reasonable Doubt, Volume 2, or The Blueprint? I'm a Blueprint guy. I can listen to Blueprint every day of the week, honestly. I 
could listen to that album non-stop. But we gotta get into that. Um, let me know how y'all feel. I do have some, uh, I do have some picks, some, uh, couple tracks I'm gonna listen to for my, um, my, uh, damn, I'm so sick, I'm just losing, I'm losing, uh, I'm just losing track of when I, of what I wanna, of what I wanna say. I got some tracks I wanna play. My, um, oh man, I'm losing my replay alert, my rewind alert, my repeat my repeat alert tracks of the week or the month wherever you want to say a couple of these tracks i'm a little late to the party on but my repeat alert tracks i want to i want to um i want to play uh the first one i'm going to play is a lady named young lady named Danny Lay um she has a song that has just been on repeat for me it's a little old if you heard it you heard it if you didn't uh you're welcome but it's definitely a great vibe. I've been listening to this track a lot. Again, I'm a little late to the party with this track. I'm a little late to the party with the other track too. But the first one is Danny Lay. Um, it's called uh, All Day. So I'm gonna I'm give that a spin real quick. Let y'all hear it. Y'all can let me know what y'all think. Um, but again, thank you for joining me. Um, that is gonna conclude this episode. I'm gonna go get some sleep. I'm gonna get some more medicine. But uh, I just felt I had to put out some some content for the new year, man. Before before the month ended, man. I just had to I just had to throw it out. You know, a couple of topics kept it kept it light. But um, again, if you ever want to join me for a conversation, you want to debate me, um, you know, something I said that was off, um, and you want to correct it, man, like feel free to join me. Um, I don't mind that at all. Um, but we definitely got to settle that debate of Reasonable Doubt Volume 2 Blueprint. So we got to do that down the line. Uh, Again, thanks for joining me. Um, I'm going to give a spin. This is uh, Danny Lay all day. Pull up 
stack a stack Money's on money, so oh, I'm bad Big Benjamins all through my pockets Hundreds on my dash, ain't no stopping Palm trees, bamboo Like the green, sip the goose Where you been? I had the juice Now I know you acting brand new Boy, you better have somebody Blaming on the way I got you We don't really want no problems We just live a life and survive Nice try, Summer. You're not gonna have me saying I miss ya. Um, but um, that was Danny Lay all day. I'm definitely a little late to the party on this track. I think she released this like album. I think it was like in October, but I think the video just came out like late November. But um, definitely a nice joint, nice vibe, nice vibe. Uh, hopefully it drags on to the summer. My next sleeper, which again I'm a little late to the party on, is this uh Jay Critch. This Jay Critch record, man. He got a track with uh Harry Fraud. It's called A Thousand Ways, man. Like Flex is you know you're late cause Flex has been knocking this joint crazy. But um it's called Thousand Ways by Jay Critch and uh Harry Fraud. World premiere. Hey, Right there with the next play, get cake. Gotta make sure mama rent pay. I was dead broke, got my shit straight. Switch lanes, now they switching up. Niggas bitch made. Hey. I've been finessing since the sixth grade. Switch blade, I may cut off if a shit fade. Blue face, money stacking tall, it's like six eight. Blue wave, star shining all of your bitch face. It took me a minute, now I'm in the game. Wait a minute, I've been sipping honey like it's mini made. Let him hate, I've been getting to it, getting hella paid. Get away, rolling up the sour, gotta meditate. Hey. I be rolling right there with the next play, get cake. Gotta make sure mama rent paid. I was dead broke, got my shit straight. Switch lanes, now they switching up, niggas bitch made. Hey. Bitch, I've been finessing since the sixth grade. Switch blade, I might cut her off if a shit fade. Wait, I just hit your bra, she can't sit straight. Hey, got a thousand ways just to get paid. I'm a BK, 10 up the freeway. I just made a fucking highlight, need a replay. I be dead to it every night, what's the delay? Remember, I was down, tables turned. DJ, hey. shorty, you should leave your man, he a cheapskate I can make a lot of bands on a weekday She know that I'm the man, ain't no G-Bay I used to sell the bread like it's eBay I'ma do the dash like a relay Took the money, I just put the cash on the three-way Sipping Henny, get your bitches flash at an EJ In the Benny, when I'm going past through the speed race hey. I'ma cut her off, bitch, I need space I don't want your heart, I just need face I've been on my 